0: Matthew chapter 13. I want to begin reading at verse number 24. Matthew 13. And verse number 24. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, The enemy hath done this, wilt thou? Thou then, that we go and gather them up. But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. You may be seated. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before you tonight, God, we're certainly thankful for what we've felt and what we've witnessed, what we've experienced here this day. Thankful, Lord, for your sweet spirit that we felt. Thankful, Lord, for the testimonies and singing. God, we just thankful, Lord, that you come down to be with us. And Father, we pray, God, now, Lord, that you'd help us. Lord, that you'd use us. God, that you take this stammering tongue, and God, that you'd help us to preach tonight. And Father, we pray, Lord, that you'd anoint us from the top of our head, Lord, to the soles of our feet. Help us, Lord, to preach with the anointing power of God upon us. And God, we just want to give you glory, want to give you praise, want to give you honor and lift up your name above all tonight. Lord, if there's one here that has a burden and has a need, God, I just ask, Lord, that you meet them right where they're at today. Lord, that you'd come out of eternity and meet them at their need today. Father, we love you, thank you, and praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I want you to notice today, those first couple of verses that we read, first of all, we, we see that no doubt there was what we might consider uh, to be a farmer. He would go out and he would plant the seeds. And I want you to know that you know, there was nothing wrong with the sower. There was nothing wrong with the seed. There was nothing wrong with the soil where the sower planted the seed. But you think about this, evidently he had an adversary. There was one that, that he referred to him as an enemy. Now that's where uh, the, the problem lies. Is we've got an adversary. We've got one that's trying to destroy us. There's one that's trying to tear us down. There's one that's trying to cause harm and cause havoc in your life. You think about that tonight. There may be nothing wrong with the way you're living. There may be nothing wrong with the way you're serving. There may be nothing wrong with your lifestyle. But I want you to know today that there's one out there that, that, that's trying everything within His power to pull you down, to hinder you, and to cause you to quit and, and get away from the things of God. Now you think about this. There was a certain time... When the enemy came in. And not until then. Notice this. He said in verse number 25, I believe it was. He says, but while men what slept, then the enemy come in. So you think about that tonight. There's, let me just say this. There's a danger with you and I falling asleep. There's a danger with you and I closing our eyes. There's a danger with you and I getting weary in well-doing, as Paul said. Do you realize that it is possible for you to do too much good? Now look, you just hang with me right there for a moment. You think about that. If we're out here and we're we're doing everything that we can and everything that we can and we're neglecting our own family, we're neglecting here, we're neglecting that. You know what? It's a possibility that we're out here doing too much good, if you will. And you know what else? I believe there's times that the preacher even needs to be preached to you think about that there's times when I need preach to myself there's times no doubt that these other preachers need preach to you think about that tonight Paul said not to be weary in well doing because he said in due season if we faint not we shall reap but you think about this no doubt that no doubt the enemy came in while that the the sower Fell asleep. Now you think about that with me, if you will. You think about uh, there's there's danger in falling asleep. Now let me just say this: Uh, asleep, I enjoy sleep. I like to sleep. But you know what? You know you realize that if if now it's I guess some people require more sleep than others. You might only need two or three or four hours of sleep. Some of you might need 10 or 12 hours of sleep, but you know what? If you sleep eight hours a day and you live to be a hundred years old, you know that you have slept 33 years and four months of your life away. Did you realize that? One third of your life if you live to be a hundred years old? But you think about that. And how but now let me just say this sleep is important. That we get our rest. But now you think about this. If I'm driving down the road and I've worked for 44 hours straight. What's going to happen? There's danger in falling asleep. Now you think about this. Physically, there's danger in falling asleep if I'm headed down the road and I lay down my head in the the seat beside me and I've got a hold of the steering wheel. What's going to happen? I'm going to end up in the guardrail somewhere. I'm going to end up in a ditch. I'm going to end up in the backside of somebody else's vehicle. There's danger in falling asleep. Now, there's danger in falling asleep mentally and and getting uh, overwhelmed mentally. You think about that. The decisions that we make mentally. Getting to that point where we fall asleep mentally. Let me just say this. More so than falling asleep uh, physically, more so than falling asleep mentally, there is great danger in you falling asleep tonight spiritually. You think about that. And I dare say, you think about that tonight. My goodness, we need to have a conscience mind. We need to stay sober and have a conscience mind and a clear mind. And we need to stay focused upon the Lord tonight. Now I want you to notice this. There are several uh, several ways that sleep can be referred to. You think about that. I believe in Mark chapter number 4. You'll find, I believe, Jesus. Is that where Jesus was out on the ship? And there he found himself asleep. He was resting because no doubt he was weary. He was tired. He was worn out. And then you think about in, uh, I believe it's Proverbs chapter number 6. The Bible refers to some as being lazy. And you think about that. You know, the, and because of their laziness, because of their idleness, they had fallen into poverty. Let me just say this: I believe that God requires every one of us to work. I believe that God demands every one of us to get a job and get out here somewhere and put yourself to work and earn a living for yourself and for your family. And let's not be dependent upon the government. Let's, you know, what the government's got it all backwards, as far as I'm concerned. You know what? The more that you lay back, the more that you you lay at home and rest the more checks you get from the government. You know what I like to say? Keep your checks. And let's get our country back. Boy, you think about that. Now, notice this. Also, you'll find in, in, in John chapter number 11, you'll find that remember Mary and Martha called for Jesus because their brother was asleep. He had died. Jesus told His disciples that He was asleep. Wasn't it Thomas that spoke up and said, well, if he's asleep, he doeth good. Jesus turned and said, he's dead. And for your sakes, I believe Jesus said, for your sakes, I stayed back just long enough so that, his, that he would die. So that God would get glory. And so that you would realize just who I am. You think about that. And we know that Jesus went down there four days late, was he not? Four he was four days late, but yet he showed up right on time. And when Jesus spoke to Lazarus, you know what? Lazarus, come forth out of the grave. Lazarus was dead. So here we're referring to uh, sleeping. You think about that. I believe it's in First Thessalonians. You and I that are asleep in Christ, if we, if we pass from this life to the next, you think about the old saints that have died off. They, they're laying in the ground. One of these days there's going to be a trumpet blow and you know what? Those saints are going to come up out of the ground because they're asleep in Christ. There's different ways that we can look at sleep here tonight, but I want you to think about this and I'm convinced that our, our text tonight deals with being weary. I think our text deals with being exhausted and being tired. Maybe from a hard day's work. You know what my daddy used to tell me sometimes? He said a hard day's work and a cold glass of water would kill me. You think about that. And, and how the, hey, that might be true for some of you. I believe we ought to have a, have a job. We ought to have some place to work. But, but you think about this. Paul said... In Galatians chapter 6 and verse number 9, He said, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. You know, there's danger in going to sleep. There's danger in falling asleep. And I'm talking about spiritually. God forbid that any one of us, under the sound of my voice tonight, fade away spiritually and lay our heads down spiritually speaking. Now you think about this. There's um, a few few places in the Bible, and I want to share with you tonight, I want to share, you know, you think about this, you think that if you go back and look at at our, our scriptures, you know the very moment that the farmer went to sleep, you know what happened? That's when the enemy came in. You know what Satan is waiting for you to do? He's waiting for you to lay down your head to go to sleep. He's waiting for you to to lay down spiritually and go to sleep. Do you know why? So He can come in and, and plant corruptible things in your life. And you think about that tonight. We ought not go to sleep in the Lord tonight. We ought to stay awake and stay conscious and stay sober tonight. And stay focused on Him. Now you think about this. There's a few people I want you to notice from in the Bible tonight that went to sleep. And they paid a high price because they fell asleep. Because they went to sleep, there was a high price to pay. Remember in Judges chapter number 16, there was a man by the name of Samson. You remember Samson? And how do you think about this? And how... Him, important it is. I believe that when we look at the life of Samson and we study out the life of Samson, you know, in the book of John, I believe it's in the second and third chapter, I'm sorry, in the book of Revelations, you'll find that John wrote to those seven churches. And I believe the very last church that he might have wrote to was the church of Laodicea. Do you know what? That was a church. They did not want a preacher. They wanted a puppet. They did not want. They did not want the things of God. You know what? I believe it was a church that went to sleep spiritually, and I believe that we can see uh, uh, parallels here with Samson as well. Do you think about that? It was a powerless church. You know what they have? What done? What they done? They went to sleep only to wake up that the power was gone. Now you think about that tonight. You remember Samson? He was a Nazarite, was he not? His his. His life was supposed to be dedicated wholly unto God. There was never he was not allowed to drink strong meat. He was not allowed to touch anything that was dead. He was not allowed to cut his hair. Now we know that through trial and error, basically, that old woman she found out what the what where his strength lies. You remember? And he laid his lap down in the world and he fell asleep. And when he woke up, guess what? He lost his. His power. Now you think about that tonight church. If we want to go out here in the world and lay down and go to sleep we'll wake up powerless without God. God forbid that we wake up somewhere and God has left us. My goodness we ought to stay awake. Not go to sleep tonight in the lap of the world. But let's stay awake And let's stay focused on God. You know in Isaiah chapter number 56 God said you know what I'll do? He said I'll put watchmen up on the wall. I'll put those men up there that they might be able to look out and see the enemies come. They'll sound the horn. They'll sound the trumpets. And they'll warn that the enemy's about to come. But the Bible says that they became as dumb dogs and they did not want to sound the trumpets because for fear that they might wake someone up that was asleep. Now you think about that. You know what that's saying? That's telling me that the man of God ought to get up and sound the trumpet. He ought to sound the horn. The enemy's about to come. Wake up. The enemy's about to come. You think about it tonight. Where are the watchmen? Where's the watchman that's on on the rooftops tonight looking out and seeing the enemy approaching and warning everybody else that the enemy is coming? God forbid that we fall asleep. God forbid the man of God fall asleep behind the podium tonight and not sound the trumpet and not preach sin. is still sin. You think about that tonight, church. Hey, I want to call it what it is. Thank God for the man of God that will stand up and preach boldly the Word of God and call sin just exactly what it is tonight. It's still sin. Where is the watchman? Where are the watchmen? Now, you think about this in... In 1 Samuel, chapter number 3, you remember Eli the priest? The Bible says that his eyes became dim. His eyes became heavy and became dim. You know what happened? He went to sleep. And You know what else happened because he went to sleep? The Bible says that the lamp went out in the temple. God forbid... God forbid that we fall asleep in here tonight and the lights go out and the church shuts its door. Do you think about that? How many churches across this land because of COVID-19, because of the coronavirus, how many of them have simply shut the doors and the lights are no longer on because we've gone to sleep? God forbid that we go to sleep. We ought to stay awake and stay focused upon the Lord. Don't go to sleep tonight, church. The enemy is coming. Now, you think about this. In the song, in song of Solomon, chapter number 5, you'll find that there was a woman there that was asleep on her bed. And the Bible says that her beloved come by and it was a type of the Holy Ghost of God. And it was a type of conviction because He, he began to knock upon the door. You remember reading that in Song of Solomon chapter number 5 and, and how that she was there and, and she was up on her bed and she was asleep. And, and the Holy Spirit began to come by and He began to knock upon the door. You remember that? And how that He was trying to get her to come and open the door. Now you think about this in those days I understand if you read that it says that he stuck his hand in inside of the hole of the door he could not open the door from the outside she had to open the door from the inside now you think about this she began to make excuse why she couldn't come to the door she said I'm clean I've done washed my feet I've done hung up my my coat I've done this I've done that I can't come to the door now and you know what the Bible says that he had myrrh he put myrrh no doubt that she could smell that that presence of him from day to day from time to time and maybe she might say well come back at a more convenient time come back when I'm ready you think about that tonight church my goodness if God is calling tonight if God is knocking tonight don't put it off I think we ought to seek the Lord while he may be found we ought to look for him while he is near do you think about that and the Bible says that finally she got up and she went to the door but you know what she found She found the Bible says that he had withdrawn himself from her. And I believe what that means tonight. Perhaps maybe never coming back again. Let me just say it like this. If God is speaking to you tonight. Don't put it off. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till the next service. We ought to answer the call of God today. And don't go to sleep tonight. When the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart and to your life. My goodness you think. You think now. The Bible says that she went out. She opened the door and he had done withdrawing himself. He was nowhere to be found. And you know what? The Bible says that she went to and fro. She went running up and down looking for him. And she could not find him. We ought to seek him while he is near. We ought to seek him while he may be found. We ought to answer the call while he is calling. Do you know that God does not have, God is not required to call upon you the second and third and fourth time? you realize that? I believe that every individual that's ever drawn a breath will get an opportunity to meet Jesus. I believe that. I'm convinced of that. If that's not so, Jesus going to the cross and shedding His blood would be in vain tonight. You might as well just shut the book and, and, and let's go home tonight and die in our depravity. Because Jesus is not who He said He was. But I'm telling you tonight, Jesus is the Savior of the world. He died for whosoever will. He died for me. He died for you. He died for the Roman soldier that drove the nails in his hands. You think about the di- He died for the one that's taking his name in vain right now. Jesus died for every individual. Every now you think about that. He's not required to come back the second and third and fourth times. My goodness, thank God he's long-suffering. Thank God I remember a time when he called me and I should have got saved before I did. I should have come to an altar and asked God to forgive me. But thank God just a few months later, he came knocking again and I didn't put it off, but I knelt at an old-fashioned altar and asked the Lord Jesus to save my soul. And you know what he did? He saved me. I'm saved today. Just as saved today as I've ever been. Bless his holy name. Don't put it off. Don't wait. It's not worth it. It's not worth to wait. No. Now, you think about this. I'll be done in just a moment. But I thought, I thought you know, that in, in Daniel, in Daniel chapter number 5, you'll find that you think about Samson. Let, let me go back just a moment. You think about Samson and how, how that Samson laid down... Uh, his head in the lap of the world. And, and when He when he woke up, He was powerless. You know what? If you want to go out here and you want to have the things of the world, there will be one day you'll turn around you'll wake up and you'll be without the power of God. Now you think about this. And then you think about that woman there that was on her bed and how the Holy Spirit came and knocked and knocked and knocked and, and begged and pleaded for her to come to Him when He was available. But there may be a time, if you don't answer right now, you don't answer the call now, there may be a time that God calls... And then he leaves. You think about it. And he's not required to come back. We ought to answer while God is calling. But near I want you to notice this. And, and I'll be done in just a moment. In Daniel chapter number 5, you'll find that there was a man by the name of Belshazzar. Yes, sir. And he was king. His daddy was king just prior to him, Nebuchadnezzar. And he had handed it down to, to Belshazzar and we know that in, in chapter number 5 you'll find that he began to make a great feast for his lords. I think it said a thousand of his lords and, and, their, and his concubines and his wives and his servants and, and just a humongous feast. And the Bible says that he, he went and he took the, the vessels of gold that his daddy and the vessels of silver that his dad Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple of God. And how he used them to serve wine, and how that they were uh, having a, a great feast there, and they were uh, living a, a, a unrighteous life, if you will. And you know what? I believe at that very moment the hand of God came down. You remember that? And there it began to write up on the wall, the handwriting on the wall in Daniel chapter number five. Well, here. Belshazzar, he called for his soothsayers, he called uh, for the magicians, he called for the astrologers, trying to figure out, trying to, if it was someone that could interpret. What? The saying was upon the wall. Well, it wasn't long that Daniel came in and told him exactly what God was trying to tell him. Do you remember what he told him? Basically, he was telling him, I'm sick and tired of the way you're doing. I'm sick and tired of the way you're living. And he said, this night, I'm going to deliver you unto the Persians and unto the Medes. you know what? The Bible says that his loins were loose and his knees knocked. He became in fear. And you know what? The Bible says that night, no doubt, while Belshazzar was asleep, The Medes and the Persians came in and stole that country. You think about that tonight. And I'm convinced tonight, while Christians are laying sleeping on the pews tonight, I'm convinced that this great nation as we know it is being stolen right out of our hands tonight. You think about that tonight, church. My goodness, it's time that we wake up and get our country back and get our nation back. I don't like the way the the, the the this nation is going, the direction it's headed right now. You think about that. I'm I'm convinced. Well you think about the things that have been overturned and, and the things that, that had been uh that the, the, the last administration had had tried to clean up and straighten up. And now we're getting right back into the same mess where we come out of. You think about it. I'm afraid we're headed in the wrong place. I'm afraid we're headed in the wrong direction. I'm afraid that it's a downhill skid from here. If we don't get turned and wake up out of our sleep. What not? I want to read this. I believe it's in Romans chapter 13 and verse number 11 and 12. Uh, Paul wrote these words here. He said, In that knowing the time... That now is, it, is time, it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than, we, than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. You know what? It's time that we wake up and get our nation back. I'm, you know what? I'm, t- I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm fed up with the way the things are going. You know what? It's right up in your face every day. And you know what? Enough is enough. And I thought about You think about this. Something as simple. Something as simple as a Dr. Seuss book. How that, how that they've thrown those things to the side. You think about that. How that Dr. Seuss is offensive. We're not allowed to read Dr. Seuss books no more. You ever heard that? You ever heard of such foolishness in all your life? Now you think of this. And, and how, how that, that, that we won't let our children read the Dr. Seuss... They're not allowed to read Dr. Seuss books no more. But you know what? You, how old you have to be to vote? You've got to be 18 years old to vote, right? Some places you've got to be 18 years old where you can buy alcohol or cigarettes or tobacco or anything. And, and some places it's 21 years old. But you know what? At the age of six five, seven, and eight years old, you know what these children are allowed to do? Choose their gender. You think about where we've gotten to, the messes and the mistakes and the places we've progressed. My goodness, we've turned it all upside down. We've got ourselves... You know what? When they decided to take the Ten Commandments out of the hallways at the school, you know what? It started then when they decided to take... You know what? You think about this. Whenever whenever there's a shooting or something, and God forbid, it tears me up inside every time we hear about it, but every time something happens at the school, somebody gets stabbed, somebody gets shot, you know what they want? They want prayer. You know what they should have done a long time ago? Left prayer in the school. My goodness, we've got a mess. We're in a mess today simply because we're not allowed to pray no longer in the school. Let me say this to you young people tonight. You bow your head and you pray to the God of heaven tonight. Hey, at the schoolhouse, sitting there at the table at the cafeteria, you pray to the God of heaven. And thank God for the food that He's allowed you to have. My goodness, you think where we've progressed and the messes we've gotten ourselves into Because we've fallen asleep. We've laid back. Have we not? Right Right here. Right here. Begins right here with me. Right Right here with me. We've we've laid back. And we've fallen asleep. And now the enemy has thrown these things in. And he's stolen a lot of things from us. Simply because we've fallen asleep. There's others that I wanted to go to. But I'm not going tonight. Not maybe some other time. The Lord allow us to go somewhere else tonight. That you know, I thought about even even the pledge of allegiance. I don't know. Do they do they still do they still every day stand and do the pledge at school? Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! God forbid one of them take a knee in the schoolhouse because of that. My goodness! You know what? We ought to salute. Yeah, jerk a half hitch in it. I'm done. I'm done. Would you stand with me tonight, please? I want to encourage you tonight. I know that may not be one of those shout-me-down messages, but I feel like I've given you just exactly what the Lord has given me. You know, let's not go to sleep tonight. Let's not get weary in well-doing. The Bible tells us if we faint not in one of these days, I believe there's great rewards. Don't go to sleep tonight, church. You know, I'm convinced that there's some that's fallen off. They've fallen by the wayside. They've fallen asleep tonight. They've laid down. They've let down. They've let up. You know what I believe What you and I can do? I'm not saying going out physically, getting a hold of them and dragging them back in. That won't work. But I believe right here on our knees. You think about it. Right here on our knees. I believe we can drag them back in. I believe that tonight. I believe if we get serious with God, I believe if we get real with God and we bring their names to this altar, you think, no, I'm convinced that every one of us has got someone on your heart or someone on your mind you used to sit beside of. You think about it. Where are they at tonight? Why don't you come and call out their name tonight? And I believe by the power of your prayer, And the intervention of God, the hand of God, I believe the power of prayer can drag them back in tonight. Why don't you trust Him? Why don't you mind Him? Why don't you obey the Holy Spirit of God tonight? Help yourself.